Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hello and welcome back to the Have We Made It Yet podcast. I am the comedian Josh Yang. Oh, and I am the actor Lucas Ng. Yes, he is. And this is the podcast where two creatives just on their path to making it talking talk about the process of making it. And sometimes we got some guests and friends on also um, that are in the process of making it. And you know what? As we start every podcast, I have to ask you, Lucas, have okay. you made it yet? Um, no. And I know I might sound like a broken record, but um, things are actually moving right now. And if I, I, I actually read this really cool thing on, a, on, on Reddit about on the subreddit of slash r slash acting. And it's like, um, there's a reason why your agent only makes 15%. It's because you as the talent, you have to do most of the work. So that really inspired me. It's like, oh yeah, you just can't rely on, on outside help to do what you want to do. So you know what? We, we, I think we talked about this with other guests, but we make our own luck mm. and uh, things are on the move. And uh, we can talk about that, that nefarious audition request another time. Uh, that, was kind of, that was kind of hinted at last week, but uh, no, right. things are on the move. So I'm excited for that. Um, Mr. Josh Yang, mm-hmm. have you made it yet? I have not made it yet. And um, I've been figuring out what I can say for this spot because for a long time that nothing is happening because, you know, I've also been like in a self-imposed, you know, comedy quarantine just because like, you know, I don't know what's happening out there in the bars and stuff. And um you know, with coronavirus and cases are spiking in, in Ontario. So I haven't really been doing any of those. So I figured in this spot, maybe I should now, you know, say a joke, like say a joke that I wrote every week as something is like, oh, making it, making it, you know, slowly one joke at a time. Um, so that's what I think I'm going to do. Keep myself accountable because <laughs> I realize I haven't been saying jack shit for the last <laughs> For the last two months or so in terms of like making it it's like you can't you can only hear so much of it's like no no and nothing else right right so i'll just tell you a joke that i wrote during this period of time and like starting this podcast i'll 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 try to throw out a joke that i write every week <clears throat> so this is the joke this is the joke all right all right and granted this is not not the most you know joke in a supportive environment just because of like there's only one person or two people and like it's all through zoom so okay so here you go basically <clears throat> so black lives matter is in the news it's pretty popular oh, that already cut the joke off pretty bad okay anyway so black lives ladder matter is in the news these this year and it's um 
it's a pretty powerful movement. Uh, some corporations are actually getting involved on it. Uh, I hear Subway is actually releasing a new BLM sandwich. It's uh, bacon, lettuce, and mayo guilt. So, <laughs> yeah. So there's, so that's just, so that's one of the jokes that I've written before. And I figured I might as well just, you know, try out random jokes or ideas as we go through. Cause I'm not making anything else. This is the only thing I'm making essentially. So that's what I'll do. Um, but yeah, I think that's, that's good. No, that was good. That, that was, that, that was, that fulfills my quota. That fulfills <laughs> my quota. But um, today we do have a guest, another guest from the past, another blast from the past. I just don't know where I keep finding them. I guess it's, you know, the nostalgia element of now being at a certain age where it's like, oh. things are changing. Cause yeah, my 10 year high school uh, re anniversary reunion, well, it got canceled. It, it didn't work out because of, you know, COVID and everything, but it was supposed to be this year. Uh -huh. And this next guest, I actually knew from my high school years. So years ago, 10, 12, 13 years ago, uh, was kind of the first time that we were in a band together in high school. Mm -hmm. And uh, our next guest, he was always kind of the guy in the band who was like rocking it on the guitar um, whenever it was like during our live performances or kind of school, school concert type uh, events. Um, he would be the one uh, to be rocking it on the guitar. So nice. uh, what I would say is this next guest has been doing music for such a long time. And then he made the move recently, I think just a few years ago, to really pursuing music as a full-time um, passion and a full-time career. He recently moved to Montreal nice. and... It's some exciting stuff is happening. He's releasing a couple new singles leading up to a debut EP uh, in December. Um, please welcome the musical artist known as Adam Brian Paul, but I know him as Brian Yim from high school. Hey. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks for bringing me down memory lane, Josh. That was really nice. I forgot I we were in band together, but we totally were. Yo, that's actually that hurts, <laughs> dude. Oh, I'm so sorry. It wasn't. It's not about you. I just got like a horrible memory and like uh, I haven't thought about band in a long time. I mean, it does feel like it does feel like you know a long. It feels like just different lifetimes ago, doesn't it? Because of how many changes people's lives can get into. But yeah, I mean, like I was in concert band, and well, I mean, you kind of had to be in concert band as well. But I remember you were doing a lot more in jazz band and. Um, because with the electric guitar and stuff. Yeah, I definitely slacked off a lot in concert band. I think I was playing tenor sax and it was just like a thing I had to do to like play in jazz band. Did you play trombone or trumpet? Okay. <laughs> so, Josh. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Lucas, I don't appreciate this uh, third degree here. All right. Oh my God. At, at two, Lucas is backstabbing me anyways but okay so i've had a long we'll get to the podcast question later but i gotta resolve this issue but like <laughs> i've had a long and arduous random journey through band i started with clarinet in middle school then i switched to trumpet and then like in grade 10 i fell in love with the french horn and that was my baby the rest of the way right i remember now 
Yeah, because I was the only French horn. I was the only French horn pretty much there. Lucas, shut up. All right. The French That's horn. Cool. The French horn is a regal, noble <laughs> instrument. Okay. It was is very underappreciated in its ability to blend the sound in a concert setting. So you know what? <laughs> you, you, uh, Dude, only nerds describe their instrument as noble and regal. <laughs> You know what? I'm this close. I'm this close to coming through that screen and like, you know, I don't know, maybe like just having a stern talking to. I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't beat you up, Lucas, where we've, we've been through too, so much, but too much. Um, too much. But um, okay, enough about high school <laughs> geekdom. We may touch upon that later, but okay, you know what? Important question. Most important, Lucas, control yourself. Yeah. The most important question is Adam, Brian, Paul. Mr. Brian Yim, have you made it yet? Absolutely. I think so. Um, you know what? I've been listening to your podcast uh, recently, and this question always strikes me because it's like, I think it's similar to a lot of uh, other people who come on your show. And it's like, I think we're all simultaneously like making it and have made it at the same time, right? Because like... <laughs> just by like getting out there and doing what you're doing, you're already making it. Like what's the destination? Obviously it's the journey. And um, my EP that's coming out, Wait, Path Never Ends. Mm -hmm. Yeah, It's called, I mean, it's called Wait, The Path Never Ends. And I think that's just exactly what you're asking. It's like, um, we try and try and try to get to like this destination, but it's like, what even is the destination, right? Like once you get there, you're just going to want more and, it's kind of like how life is, I feel. So, yes, I feel like I have made it and I'm making it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's good to hear, man, because I, I know, like, I think for a lot of different artists, like, you go through different periods of time in, like, your early life leading up to whether deciding or not to go pursue it fully, that there's just going to be a bunch of stages, like we've mentioned before, and like, I know you only kind of recently moved to Montreal. You've been working on this EP for about two years now. Um, can you kind of talk about that moment where you decided to leave Vancouver and then move across the country to Montreal? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I've only started writing music a couple of years ago. It's something I've always, always wanted to do. And, um, but you know, growing up in an Asian household, it's not something you really do. So I never did until like a couple of years ago I was like hey I could actually do this if I wanted to and like I just started writing and um at first I was still stuck in like this like really capitalistic mindset it's like I gotta make money from this you know um that will prove that I'm successful and that will prove that I'm worthy um so it's like all about you know going on tour and trying to like sell merch and like getting a certain amount of listeners or something but like what I've learned, it's like, that's not what it's about at all. Like not even close, at least for being, um, for what I'm trying to do, being an artist and just trying to express myself. I think it might be a little different, whether an actor or whatever, um, the monetary part of it. But um, so, yeah, um, at first I actually went back to school to pursue audio engineering um thinking hey that'll get me a job and maybe I can work in the industry or something but like slowly I realized that's not what I want to do I just want to make music 
to express myself and myself. So um, when I was almost finished school in October of 2019, I uh, one day realized, hey, this isn't really for me. Um, I'm not going to be working as an audio engineer. Uh, I'm ready. Like, I got to get out of here, get out of Vancouver and just like, pursue music <laughs> yeah. um and pursue life really so that's when i decided to like it's it was a drug field inspired moment <laughs> uh, a little uh, took a little mushroom of the magic variety and uh <laughs> and it and it suggested me very strongly to move over to montreal so I did that. I dropped out of school and um, drove across the country and found this like little cabin by the water out in rural Quebec. And um, I lived there for a few months. So that was kind of the start of it all. Wow. You drove across the country. That, that That's like, was it because like you wanted to just take more of kind of your stuff your guitars and all all your different instruments with you yeah there's definitely a bit of that but like isn't that the only way to move across the country like properly like you got to see the country right <laughs> um that's my conception of it. it's like oh this is great big adventure you gotta drive across the country it's the only way to do it yeah no i, I agree there was a period of time where like i think during quarantine where i i felt like you know i'm, I'm still looking for work now would be like if i wanted to rent a car and then maybe drive around Canada like the time like it's, sometimes you find like time is one of the biggest things that you know is a determining factor of whether or not you can do something and it's like as we get older we don't have as much time to do it so like yeah driving across Canada it can also be a very inspiring thing did any of that kind of insp like journey inspire you um, in your music so far I mean that's a good question. I feel like my music is just whatever I'm going through, whatever I'm feeling. And, uh, and it's really cool, actually, like, as I write my music, I discover more parts of myself. And I, it's almost like I created this EP, then I look back at it, I'm like, Oh, hey, that's who I am, which is kind of crazy. Um, so yeah, I guess the inspiration happens while it's being created. Like, I don't, I'm not consciously really aware of it, I feel. Yeah, on that note, though, um, I was listening to your track, You and Me Both, an amazing track, by the way, too. It kind of reminded me of like, um, like early Pink Floyd, some, some like early Flaming Lips, even some Joji that I was hearing from and everything. Is that the type of music that you listen to and also you and take inspiration from? Oh, good question. Um, I actually have never dove into Pink Floyd. I'm like oh, really? embarrassed to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like joji i do own a record from him i do like him um nice. but like again i at least for those artists i don't really think about um some of my favorite artists are probably the beatles is my favorite band Dude, sergeant peppers i saw in your artwork man that's what triggered me oh too oh my god i love that's like my favorite album yeah um sergeant peppers heart club band is that what it's called lonely heart club yeah. band yeah lonely heart club band yeah there we go <laughs> um i like them i like a lot of like newer indie stuff like mac marco and so on nice nice yeah. um you know like i still play piano and everything like that and 
I dabbled into lyric writing, but I know maybe your writing style is a little bit different too, especially with your EP that's coming out. Are you more of a melody person before lyrics or lyrics that inspire the melody? Yeah, great question. Um, I was just talking about this with uh, another artist actually. And nice. for me, generally the music always comes first. I cool. never hear, never mind like the lyrics. I never even hear the melody. I just hear like the, the chords and the harmonies and like everything else before I even get like a melody. Then usually like I'll have a melody and like, I literally like have like blank spaces on a page and I'm like, okay, I got to fill these in. It's kind of like a crossword puzzle of some sort. Um, and like, it's like, I've got a melody and I need to put some words in and it's kind of whatever comes first to mind. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, that's, that's so interesting. Um, because I've, I've thought about kind of the way my musical experience has been like, I've never been really good at music. I'm, I've always, I think I'm okay. I'm always like second trumpet or third trumpet. I kind of like the blending of the, the blending role to a certain degree. Um, but I'm wondering like, you know, I know from learning piano at a young age as well, it was always very classical, very kind of the rigid structure. When I, now I realize maybe I would have preferred jazz piano because like then you actually get to have more expression in it. I, I remember like you were very good on the guitar in high school. Like how early did you start playing music and like what kind of, like what was your schooling in there? Was it very classical schooling? And then later on you kind of had to ex leave that classical structure yeah um i never ever liked any of the structure i grew up playing piano like uh any yeah. other asian kid right like you get a choice between piano and violin i feel and um i actually didn't have that choice but i went with piano <laughs> i think i was about four or five when i started wow. did that up until i was 11. Uh, i absolutely hated it never ever practiced um only got until like grade four or five or something um but never ever enjoyed it. And then I switched over to drums and guitar, which um, luckily my parents allowed. Uh, and they were very supportive of that. And um, once I switched over, uh, then it kind of took off. I just started learning on my own. And um, I think most of what I've learned is on my own. I mean, jazz band was really helpful in high school too. Just learning, like, it forces you to like learn actual chords and stuff. Concert band, not so much. Um, like. For definitely for you, Josh, I feel like it sounds like um, you would have uh, enjoyed jazz side of things more like, you know, just playing music rather than like learning music, which is awful. <laughs> he likes learning music, but it's also got its place and it's so important too, right? Yeah, it's um, kind of the way I figure it, way I figure it now is when I start, started early on as well, like I also hated and I, I feel like this is just, if not 75 or 80% of Asians, it's like you you get put into the structure where you got to practice every day. And then you kind of practice just for practice sake. Like you don't know why. Like you're not really fully grasping the, the reason why you're doing it. You're just doing it because your parents tell you to do it. But now that I'm like looking back on it, it's kind of like if I had a better sense of what I could have used the practice for, like the core progressions, the theory, I hated learning theory, right? But like, if you, I can see it in my sister kind of, like she went through more of the theory element. So she can now actually have a better grasp of understanding the chord progressions. And then she can take that and apply it to being more expressive and like be able to create music by yeah. knowing those fundamentals. It was just, it was never a really 
good way that I figured like for me learning it. And then eventually like, I never really made that connection until later on. I'm just wondering then like for you in terms of taking that expression and then applying it to kind of your music, do you find that you're, you're, you still need to rely on a certain level of skill or you're kind of like, you get this idea, you get this um, inspiration and then you work and find a way to match that inspiration? Yeah, I think the technique side of things and skills we have, it's kind of like our tool set, right? Like if you're a painter, you have all your different colors and techniques and I don't know, mediums um, to paint on. And, and same thing, like um, it just allows you more, it's like having a bigger vocabulary. You can just, yeah, you know, write a better piece of uh, subjectively better piece <laughs> of uh, expression or music or art or whatever. Um, and for me, you know, I find it so limiting. I really, really, really wish I had gone to jazz school after um, high school. I feel like I would be a much better musician. Um, but at the same time, you kind of just have to work with what you got. You know, it's, it's like the path never ends. Have you ever made it yet? <laughs> um, you got to work with what you got. And for me, that's that's my limited, I believe it's a limited vocabulary in music, but um it's all relative. Like, yeah, if I were better, I would want to be better too. And if, if I was worse, I would wish I were where I am now. So that's how I see it. No doubt, man. I mean, you already do have a pretty big skill set with being a drummer, learning how to play piano too, and also learning guitar. So you're a multi-instrumentalist, uh, with learning those three instruments, what made you really stick towards, I'm, I'm assuming uh, guitar rather than more drums, if anything. Yeah, I loved playing drums when I was a kid. Um, I think because the guitar stood like a little, <laughs> you know, upstage from the drummer. I think yeah, that's why. Yeah. And like in in middle school, nobody could play. Honestly, like nobody could play guitar, so I just learned it and started playing it. Um, that was kind of why. And like, not as many people could play it at the time, or I, I don't know. I don't know what drew me to it. Honestly, it was more melodic, and I love that too. Nice. Um, and I wouldn't call myself a drummer. I played for like two years when I was a teenager. I can okay. play like some basic beats and stuff. Um, <laughs> like I don't really play piano. I don't really play anything. I just half ass everything. And, uh, you know, it works. It works for this bedroom pop thing I, I do. So <laughs> I love it. So just quickly, was it you on the drums for you and me both though? No, actually, oh, I okay, got a okay. session drummer for, um, for my EP. Oh, okay. Okay. Dope. Nice. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I was just also reading in like another interview that you did that you uh, pitch shifted your vocals for, for you and me both there. Um, yeah. I really like that idea of like using your voice as, as a mere instrument, as opposed to just being like the showcased thing that is all about you and everything. Will, will we be hearing more about like the vocal modulation in the rest of your tracks in the EP? Hi. Yeah, that's something I've like really also nice re research thing. You really dove in there, eh? <laughs> cool, Lucas. Um, that's something I've been like working on. Just like in my music, I've been experimenting with, you know, different guitar tones, different everything. And a uh, big part of it was that I am not a singer. I just started singing because I started writing music and I'm like, I got to start singing because like it's if you want to express 
seriously you gotta like have a voice right and yeah. uh, i didn't really know what that voice was mm -hmm. so i tried everything like it goes from i go from like me and me both it's like this very upfront vulnerable naked kind of voice um to like moving on which is out uh which is like a really washed out reverby voice yeah and uh, i even do some falsettos and some um in one of the tunes or a couple of the tunes and um that's something i'm really still figuring out but i think we're getting closer and i think moving on we'll see more of uh vocals some more similar to you and me both i think it's uh up front and vulnerable dude I, that's the thing that i love though that it's uh that like from talking to you your voice your speaking voice is a lot different from what i'm hearing in, in you and me both so it just it's really cool to hear the um the overall expression and how and the variety of tools you can use to display a certain mood that I got from you and me both as opposed to moving on. Yeah, for sure. There's almost like too many options nowadays, you know, like you can <laughs> do anything you want. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's part of the fun and part of the struggle. It's like, which voice am I? And <laughs> like, if you ever get a chance to listen to the EP, you'll see it kind of swings left and right. And it's like, who are you? I wish I knew, man. I wish I knew. <laughs> Interesting, because that I would say is like kind of thematic to your vibe as a like a musical artist, because it's like you got three first names in your musical artist, you know, <laughs> moniker. Could it be like Adam is the lower voice, Brian is the regular voice, Paul is like the higher voice? Is like, <laughs> well, what was something? I might be, I might be, because like Adam, Brian, Paul. It's like at first I was thinking, it's like, does Brian know? two other dudes named Adam is this kind of like or like what is this amalgamation can you kind of uh give us a little dive into the thinking behind the name yeah oh my god you really picked up on that uh <laughs> I think you're the first person who's asked but um initially I was gonna be like I'm gonna come up with three EPs because like I can't put my expression or music into just like one sound it's so hard and for so long I was trying to box it up neatly and say like hey this is who I am and uh so I was like okay I'm gonna make three EPs one like Adam one Brian one Paul and they are I would say different sides of me um I don't think I'm gonna go too in depth to it but Paul's my dad's name actually and oh. Brian is oh. obviously my name and Adam was, uh, to put simply, a, a name I chose, I think, in fourth grade in French class. They gave you, like, a sheet of paper, and you had to choose, like, a French name. I don't think Adam's, like, really even French, but, <laughs> but I, a, it was I think the it's first a, name on there. So I was like, <laughs> yeah, I think it's a French cheese. Adam, it could be. Is it? It's, it's a French cheese. I don't know. No. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm part, part French cheese, part, I don't know, Brian Paul. <laughs> But yeah, no, it is a very interesting um, choice. And I, I would say that does kind of stand out because I wouldn't, I couldn't imagine like another name that it's, is just three separate names in together. But it kind of, it does flow rather interesting. Like Adam, Brian, Paul, there's a little bit of like a biblical element to it. Like Adam, you know, Adam and Eve, Paul was, uh, was one of the like main disciples and that kind of stuff. So I do like, I kind of do like some of the, the literary like illusions um and kind of and also it's it's just the three names are kind of they do flow together rhythmic rhythmically i think to a certain degree adam brian paul 
I don't know. I'm just I'm just spewing like interpretations. <laughs> my ops, my observatory, you know, I as a comic is kind of what I gotta work on. But yeah, no, it's very it's an interesting name. Do you think you're gonna can that's you think that's the name you're gonna stick to? Is like oh, yeah. you had an initial idea. It's like oh, this sounds good. Is I kind of dropping into this name. I'm gonna stick with it. Um. Wow, so many things I wanted to respond to, but I only, only remember the last thing. Uh, is it a name I'm going to stick to? Yes, definitely. Uh, it took me a really, really long time to figure out uh, like what my name is going to be. And uh, it was probably another drug-fueled moment when I was like, it's Adam Brian Paul. I get yes. it. It's, it's, gotta, it's got to me, it's got to have meaning. Like everything's got to have meaning. It's just something about me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's the it's it's the holy holy trinity. It's the the trinity yeah. of the three the three uh, you know versions of Brian into one. The the history with your dad's name and the Adam is the start of beginning of something. Yeah, I'm I'm going on a crazed uh, you know mind dream right now. <laughs> no, it, it makes as much sense. I mean, to you right now than it did when. It, okay, I don't. I'm not making any sense, <laughs> but it made a lot of sense to me when it when I thought of it, I was like, this is it. And um, when, when that happens, usually it sticks. Brian, what are some musical guilty pleasures you have? Oh my God. Great question. Uh, <laughs> it used to be like Jack Johnson. Um, oh, okay. Cool. And um, what else? Um, oh my God. I got to like pull up my phone. But I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. Uh, uh -huh. Pop punk. Oh, like uh, some 41 kind of stuff. Oh my god, some 41. I just listened to them like last week. Nice. So good, man. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, um, J Chow. You guys oh, like Chow? Yeah, Taiwanese rap. <laughs> yeah. OG. Love mm -hmm. that stuff. Um, yeah. There you go. Shit, man. Um, dude, if anyone does fat lip during karaoke, that song is a banger, man. Uh, <laughs> I was also wondering too, um, what else other than music still inspires you? Um, life. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Uh, what inspires me? Being the best version of yourself. Oh, how lame, right? But like, honestly, that is a thing. And like, just like promoting wellness and uh, promoting, I don't know, just good vibes. <laughs> this is, that's the best way I can put it right now. I'm bad with words. Yeah. No, I remember going on your IG and um, you had this one, one post. I was like, if you are willing to deal with uncertainty, then that's where real life happens. Uh, something like you, that. Yeah. Something like that. Right. You had like I a diagram. Of it. Oh, I had a diagram. Like, yeah. It kind of goes everywhere. Right? Yeah. Kind of like, is that what also kind of you mentioned about like spreading good vibes and, and, and living the best version of yourself too. But does that also kind of uncertainty also inform your work that you, you know, when you're creating music, you don't know the end destination, but you're still willing to go on that ride just because the ambiguity could really make some really good art. Yeah, for sure. I think I, I said like dive into the unknown and you'll be like rewarded with life. Yeah. 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 That um, one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which, 
which I really believe just because it's happened to me, but like maybe it's not for everyone. Um, I wish, you know, I could say like, this is my vision. This is who I want to be. This is who I am. I'm just going to become that. But no, like that's not how it works for me at all. It's more like I'm figuring it out as I'm going. And uh, it's like turning, it's like writing the book while you are reading it, you know? And it's, uh, I don't know where I'm going to go next. Like, I would have never guessed I'd be here, right? So we'll see. Dive into the unknown and maybe you'll be rewarded. Maybe you won't. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I just also want to ask a question about your track moving on. I also heard it there too. Uh, so your journey to Montreal started, you know, you were like first raised in Hong Kong, then you went to Vancouver and then eventually to Montreal. Uh, that track moving on talks about like, leaving loneliness and 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 just the 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 journey of of essentially moving to somewhere and getting out of a previous situation does that track moving on take in hints of your journey from hong kong to eventually montreal and and kind of you having to leave something to create something moving on was um one of the first tunes i wrote and it was really personal at the time because I was leaving I know like Josh probably knows this side of me but mm. I was really really different just a few years ago I, mm. this is not me at all um, I was definitely had like a really traditional capitalistic mindset it's like do this and then make I don't know buy a house and then have a family whatever <laughs> and uh I was moving on from all of that. So that's uh, kind of what the tune is about. Um, it's not so much about my journey from like Hong Kong or anything, but I do like writing music that um, that anybody can like see their own reflection in. Like, so I don't try to like make my lyrics super, super just about me. It's a lot of it's like part fantasy, part real, just cause like you'll apply to more people that way. And you know, so whatever you like to see in it. But for me, it's it's about moving on from uh, my previous life, I suppose. Nice. Yeah. And like to kind of touch upon that, like I, I do remember um, kind of hearing from friends about your decision to go to Montreal and like pursue music. And the thing that kind of, I guess, surprised me the most or like kind of gave me the sense that it's like, oh, no, this is like a legit change in somebody I uh, that I know's life is when they were like, yeah, you got tatted up like all over, <laughs> like you got like so many tattoos like all all over your body, and it's like, oh okay, in uh, Asian you know upbringing, that's good. that's a big that's that's good that's a sign that it's like yeah, we're not gonna stick to the norms here. It's like how many can you talk a bit about like how you went on this journey now to like just go into tattoos, get a bunch of tattoos. Like what's, what's kind of your philosophy behind getting them? God, crazy. Like I would have never thought I would have gone tattoos before. <laughs> and uh, I worked in this place for a couple of years, uh, this um, animation studio where everybody had tattoos. Everybody was an artist. And I think that actually had like a huge influence on me. I was so glad to be there. Um, it really normalized it. And uh, I started talking to a couple of people, eventually got one and then, as I do with things, I usually go like 200% into something. <laughs> so like, I think within like the first year I had like 
20 tattoos or something ridiculous. And um, it was almost like I was making up for, you know, lost time or like, I don't know, I was figuring out who I was at the same time too. And uh, it was, I don't know, it was really empowering. <laughs> like uh, they all, you know, had a meaning and it's like, it, it was taking control of your own life and like all that good stuff. What was the, uh, what's the tattoo that like you have the most kind of memory or emotion associated to it? Like, are you able to show it at all? Yeah, I mean, I've got a bunch. Um, I don't, I don't That's really sick. know. I like this bok choy though. It shows that I, <laughs> you have a bok choy? <laughs> I think oh. it became my wow. favorite vegetable after, after getting it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, man. Tattoos are cool, but like, I don't, I don't feel the need to get one every week anymore. Even though that'd be nice, I'd like to finish off my sleeves, but um, recommended though. So. <laughs> oh man, uh, that's a hell of expensive hobby, but I, but I love it though, man. It could get expensive. <laughs> I think if you make tattoo friends, it's a little better though. There we are. There we are. Um, yeah. So like the rest of your EP is yet to be released and everything. I think December 4th, right? From what I'm reading. Yeah, December 4th. Awesome. Um, of course, we've heard you and me both. We've heard moving on, but there's other tracks like Excelsior, uh, Keep Hurting Myself and also 2003 too. Can you give us a teaser and what we can expect from those uh, yet to be released three tracks? Yeah, for sure. I would have loved to just like drop the whole thing at once. I think it paints a much clearer picture of of where <laughs> I'm at or where I was at least uh, yeah. six months ago. And uh, I'm dropping, I mean, I'm putting 2003 out in a couple weeks, actually, a week before uh, the EP. So you'll see pretty soon. Um, nice. Uh, keep hurting myself is similar in vibe to you and me both excelsior and 2003 both are quite similar and that's something that hasn't really been heard yet it's like more psychedelic and um a little bit wonky (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. exactly um so yeah it's all it's all over the place it's all Mm -hmm. over the place and um i think it comes as a neat little package into nice we, we talked about uh, Sergeant Peppers and the Lonely Hearts Club, that record. And that record has a, a through line. It's almost like a concept album in that there's a, a common theme throughout all the tracks and so that everything blends it all together. Uh, for your EP, Wait, The Path Never Ends, is there a through line? Is there a commonality between all the tracks, a one theme that you wanted to say for that EP? The only commonality is in the name <laughs> there's not <laughs> there's nothing in common honestly <laughs> like looking back yeah it's it's about i don't know it's about what i've been going through i guess that's what's in common but like setting out on creating like an ep i actually was set out to create a concept album which is just something that i'm not ready to make yet you know like i'm still figuring out my voice and who i am but like in an ideal world yes i can create something like that that just flows from front to end and that would be amazing and i would love to do something like that but no for this ep it's you can hear me figuring out who i am (laughs) nice nice dude one day i can't wait to hear these tracks live like when bars and clubs are open again can't wait to see you live man Thanks, man. I'm really excited for that. I really hope that day will come. <laughs> and uh, uh-huh. 
yeah hopefully sooner than later yeah how how was your um experience on like the montreal live scene because like i guess maybe you had like just over a year of time there before everything got maybe shut down that that like you could actually kind of go out on the on the night scene and play bars and stuff yeah actually no i had about three weeks before it shut oh down. really so i yeah i lived out in the cabin for a while and then oh, in february why. yeah in february of uh this year i moved out to the city so for that like three weeks i was going out to a lot of open mics to a lot of shows and um I was meeting a lot of new people and stuff, which is super cool. Uh, and it really felt like I was in the right place, but then, you know, COVID happened. So now we're, now we're just waiting. Now we're just waiting. Yeah. Geez. So that cabin, I'm the more you mentioned that that almost sounds like such a, such a, like, like one of those stories in the beginning of an artist's, you know, journey where it's like, yeah, I just, you know, came across this, traveler along the road and he gave me this inspiration blah blah blah. it's like oh i just found a cabin um somewhere in the middle of quebec is like what was what was that kind of process where it's like did you feel like you wanted something secluded and then it just came like an opportunity just came on or was it like it really was out of the blue that it's like oh i could just go to this cabin i had this idea of um going to a cabin or some sort of place that's a little isolated so I can just have some more space to figure things out, right? And um, in the summer, I found this really, really neat home, um, this cabin that I found um, on Kijiji. But then I wasn't ready to move, so I saved this ad. Oh, okay. And uh, three months later, I was, you know, <laughs> on my little trip, and uh, I opened my bookmarks and, like, found this tab and it was still available three months later i was like okay well i guess i'm going to call them tomorrow morning and see if it's available so i called them the next morning and she says it still is available and that um my neighbor or her other tenant there is actually another musician um her name's cat clyde and i was like oh my god no way i used to listen to cat clyde that's crazy this is like meant to be <laughs> um and that's kind of that's kind of why I moved there. Like I wouldn't have moved to any other place that I found on the internet. It was just happened to be, I found this place that was perfect. And three months later it was still available and it's just like everything aligned. So. Wow. That's crazy. That's also, that's one of those freaking universe type moments as well. It's like, just so happens another artist is there. Were you able to like kind of uh, jam with her and, and like kind of collaborate experiment yeah. inspire? yeah for sure we jammed a little bit and um we're friends now which is really cool so we hang out sometimes and um yeah it's also really nice to just like you know finally meet other artists or like-minded people and stuff like that um yeah it's it's helped for sure nice how long were you there for yeah uh, at the cabin during that period i was supposed to be there for six months but i was there for about three until um I got cabin fever <laughs> and I was like, no, I can't do this. So I moved, moved to the city. That not that kind of, that's pretty ironic. Cause it's like you, you went to a cabin and isolated for three, four months and it was like, Oh, I can't handle it anymore. And then you go to Montreal and then three, four weeks later, everybody has to isolate. Yeah. Um, did, did the whole quarantine thing before it was a trend, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
yeah yeah oh man how was how was quarantine for you because i mean i guess it was an opportunity for you to continue to work on your ep but like of course it's always just gonna be a tough period yeah um i'm not one of those people who are very uh self-motivated i guess i am in a way but like I have trouble when I don't have like social contact, which is what I've realized when I did the whole, whole cabin thing, you know, like uh, I need people and I didn't, didn't respect that. And um, at least I've, I learned that about myself, I guess. And uh, I don't know, it's hard to be productive during the quarantine as you guys may <laughs> feel similarly to, I don't know, but um, <laughs> it's been, it's been hard. Yeah. Like, I don't know your story of that cabin like just reminds you of like we're not not everyone's like this but like when bonnie Ver like rented a cabin and just banged out uh for emma forever like his first album and everything it's like i, I just can't imagine being all lonely and actually creating good art because my art comes from being inspired by other people so so it's good to know that you as a musician you you still thrive off jamming with other people and working with other people yeah, absolutely. And same way, I I thought I could be like uh, like that, like so many musicians who you know go out to the cabin and record an album. You know, yeah, that didn't work. Uh, not at all. <laughs> Trying to think, but Kanye did that too recently in Montana with uh with Yeezy, and it wasn't that good of an album. So Fair. don't recommend it. Don't recommend it. <laughs> oh man, but Kanye, you watching this? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> In case you didn't know, Kanye is very supportive of the Have We Made It Yet podcast. Yeah. So, so supportive. That's Kanye 2020. <laughs> he, 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 he already, um, uh, what is it, conceded the election. So you know what? Kanye 2024. Because he, he has the policies of a wandering, okay, I don't want to say crackhead, but like a wandering drug-induced dream. But like the self-motivation of a trump i guess i don't i don't know maybe who we might actually be in a situation where depending on what happens in the next four years kanye might seem like a real realistic option okay we're kind of i've kind of like taken this on a completely different road but um let's let's go into the word association game i like it i like it uh, that was so smooth such a smooth transition uh okay so brian we're gonna play sorry adam brian paul we're gonna see which one comes out the most adam brian or paul in this game but um we're gonna do our word association game so i i have my 10 words lucas has his 10 words and as we go through our words uh I want you to clear your head and say the first word idea image whatever it is out the second we say our words and uh, we'll see where it goes so lucas you want to go first yeah absolutely i just want to say my therapist would be very very approving of this idea maybe not in front of like other people but let's do it <laughs> awesome awesome all right it's that zen space that calm space that uh that mushroom of the magic variety space that we have there all right so first word of 10 all right you ready Okay, first word, turn. Me. Take. You. Change. Me. Me. I. Effect. You. 
itch. <laughs> Left arm. Move. Ing on. Oh. Such. That. Both. You. <laughs> this isn't very interesting, is it? Welcome to my unconscious. <laughs> and the last one, Adam. Brian. Nice. <laughs> Man, that was, yeah, that was good. That was like, that's what we want, you know, just fast to the point. It's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you know, it is you, me, you, I, left arm. It is, it can be like that sometimes. <laughs> It'd be like that. It'd be, it really be like that sometimes. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, Brian, clear okay. your head. I'll go with my 10 words. I'm going to turn the video off. There we go. <laughs> we got this. Let's do just, it. Just, so, just so you can focus even more. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, first word family mom pineapple sour rain fall alone always motivation inch whoop sorry uh i didn't we didn't get that oh intrinsic i said oh, motivation intrinsic all right uh, kumquat. Are they purple? <laughs> you, you know what's kind of embarrassing about this whole thing? I've said kumquat since the very beginning, and to this day, I don't know what it looks like. Like, I've used the word and the fruit this entire time, and I don't know what it looks like. So it could be purple. I don't. I'm only using it because it sounds funny. Um... <laughs> Okay, next word. Mountain. Preferred. Tightrope. Nah. Satisfied. It could be. And finally, Pine Tree Secondary School. Uh, Mr. McCullough. <laughs> Oh, that's that's such a I mean, only you and I and like the listeners who, you know, are hey, our friends. <laughs> I think that's his name. Yeah, yeah. Right. Mr. McCullough was our uh, principal. He was a great principal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he With was like Harley. Yeah. Yeah. He, he'd, he, he'd always have the Harley parked right kind of near the I wouldn't say the main entrance, but it's like near his office or the entrance or, or whatever. And he had like an earring in. Yeah, he was he was just a really cool, chill uh, principal. Yeah, I, I have like a different perspective. I only got I only saw him when I got in trouble when I was in his office. So <laughs> he was I chill. See. He was all right. He was he nice was enough. But there's another side of him. I feel. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I guess I wasn't. Uh, I was very. I don't know. I was and kind we of. We were different kids. We were clear. Yeah, we were different kids. So. I was probably getting into significant, not significant, you know, I don't even know, like, like, what was something you got in trouble for in high school? Because I don't know, like, you have you, I've never heard of you getting in trouble. Uh, fart bombs or something, like, we set <laughs> off a bunch of stuff at school. I don't even know if I did, but, like, I was part of it, apparently, and, and a couple other things. <laughs> you know what? That that's what we that's what that's the type of content we want in this podcast. We want to know what people were like when they were younger. 
But either way, for next time, for next time. But either way, thank you, Brian, Adam, Paul, Adam, Brian, Paul, for joining us on the Have We Made It Yet? What a what a trip down a right memory lane because it has been like 12, 13 years or 11 years or so. Yeah, no, thank you guys so much. It's actually been so fun. So nice to meet you, Aww. Lucas. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Awesome. Um, do you want to do uh, kind of your kind of spiel about what's coming up? Because I know you got, as of recording, two of the songs off the EP are out now. Um, we'll kind of release this on uh, Tuesday, November the 17th. So yeah, well, what can we expect coming out uh, for the next songs? Yeah, for sure. Um, so you can find me everywhere at Adam Brian Paul. And um, I got another single coming out in a couple of weeks and the EP coming out December 4th. So that's that. Nice. Uh, what's your other like social media handles? Because I know you have the, it'll be the, on the YouTube channel where you do have the songs as well. Yeah, it'll be, it's all on Adam Brian Paul now. Instagram, YouTube, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever. Yeah, six, six, what? six. So looking forward to it. Like what we hear already. So we'll be mm-hmm. we'll be looking forward to it. Uh, come come December. Um, Lucas, what are your handles? Uh, yeah, everyone can find me at Lucas John Ng uh, on Instagram and on Facebook. And Josh, for me at Josh Yang Comedy across everything. Um, and of course, if you want to listen to me. Um, drone on about random stuff so that you can fall asleep you can listen to the sleep with josh podcast um also actually you know what i don't have an individual instagram but it's on spotify it's on on the podcast platforms so that's all you need sleep with josh podcast and please please support the podcast here at have we made it yet podcast follow us at hwmiy podcast across everything like and subscribe uh, to the youtube channel for more similar conversations about people just trying to uh, just trying to make it and um yeah thank you guys for listening this week and thank you again adam brian paul so thanks so much brother Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 